This is the Heath in Pursuit podcast with Heath Hollandsby. Each week we'll have a conversation with various folks who are actively engaged in the pursuit of truth. This is a show where anything can be discussed and probably will. A podcast for the seekers, the dreamers, the restless, the hurt and the broken. This is a podcast for you. Welcome to Heath in Pursuit. Welcome to another edition of Heath Pursuit. I believe this is episode 32, if I am not mistaken, uh, of the Heath in Pursuit podcast. I'm having some issues with uh, Apple and all that, trying to figure out what podcast number this is. But uh, I'm just typing in right now on the old Google to see what uh, what it says. And it does look like this is episode number 32. And I am calling this one... Uh, let's call this one linking up and letting go. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. Last week was uh, sweaty wrestlers and burying cats and then how to bend time before that. And then it's time to build an arc before that. So I've been trying to throw out some fun stuff for my listeners to listen on to. And I just want to tell you, it is a magical May night in the Pacific Northwest. And I've got to say, if you don't live in the Pacific Northwest, if you live in America, but not the Pacific Northwest, A, what are you doing? B, life's too short and it's time to pack up and move here. Or C, if you live outside of the U.S., there's some really amazing spots and I'm not going to entice you out of that. But uh, the Pacific Northwest, it just, it can't get any better. And tonight I'm just going to set the scene for you. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a Monday night at 9.07 p.m., and I'm starting to record, 9.08, and I'm just starting to record this. It just got dark outside. It was cloudy all day where you couldn't see the sun. And I live in a neighborhood that is really cool. It's a really cool, um, it's a two-mile, two square miles, I think. It's a mile wide and two miles long, and it's 6,000 residents, and we got our own police and fire department and mayor and city hall and all that, and um, but it's a thoroughfare. So people drive through here to get to other places at times. And so sometimes the traffic, not traffic, but like, I mean, driving through the neighborhood sometimes has a lot of vehicles and there's something happening tonight. If somebody said, Hey, Jesus, uh, showed up this afternoon, I'd be like, yeah, I didn't think I was going to make it this time. I got some stuff to clean up. But B, I would be like, it's kind of eerily quiet tonight, like the calm before the storm. It reminds me of when I was living in the south before the tornadoes would hit and things would just get really eerily calm and quiet. And uh, yeah, so I just like, it's 52 degrees, it's nine o'clock at night, and I just thought I'm going to open up my windows and open up the door of my studio here to let some fresh air in and just talk to you guys. And uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see. You might hear some cars here. Or some sirens. Like I said, I don't try to edit this show. Uh, I want you to get, from the time I hit record to the time I'm done, I want to be authentic and honest with you. And so, um, yeah, lights are turned off. I've got this one little nice, quiet, serene lamp. And I've got, I just poured a bottle, or not a bottle, I poured a glass of scotch. And I'm just ready to give you some thoughts. And so let's start with this. So we're, I'm going to call this Linking Up and Letting Go. And I'm going to be honest. This is the most conflicted I've ever been about doing a podcast. And it's not because of what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. I have a couple notes that I just want to talk on. And I made a couple notes here and there. And um, actually, hang on. There's a piece I want to add that I forgot to. Um, 
Okay, that's added, so I'm going to talk about that now. The reason I'm conflicted about this show is uh, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. There's a few people I do listen to. And somebody sent me a podcast. This was an intention of mine to do this, this theme for quite a while. On my computer, I have a list of notes of podcasts I want to talk about. And as I'm out walking every day or just kind of driving, something hits me, I see something, I hear something, I watch something, I have a conversation with somebody. I just, it's at those points that I just jot down a quick note about what I want to do a podcast on and I get to it when I have a chance. <clears throat> this podcast has been an idea of mine for almost a year and a half. And today, I was out on my walk listening to a podcast that I listened to a lot, though, like I said, I don't listen to many podcasts. This is one I listen to almost every episode. And this person who I know by proxy did a show on this same exact topic with this same exact analogy. And so I'm conflicted because part of me is like, had I released this a year and a half ago, I would have been the first one to do it. But because this person released it first, now I feel like it might be plagiarism or like the appearance of plagiarism, though it's not. And so if you, so I'm, I don't know. I don't plagiarize. That's not who I am. I feel like this was my idea. We're going to have different talking points. But as he was doing this podcast, I was sitting there listening, going like, oh my God, this is exactly where I was hoping to head with this. Uh, and I've got different revelations I'll hit hit at and, and different conclusions I come to. But I'm a little conflicted because this could get in the hands of people that think I'm you know, dishonest or whatever. And I'm just not. And so be gracious to me because this was my episode and I have way less of a following than this other person. And I don't know. So there's that. Okay. Yesterday, let me think, is there anything I need to talk about? I'm trying to do more podcasts. Summer's coming. I'm still touring, uh, our playful universe, a really incredible show. If you want me to come out to your, uh, you know, your church or your Kiwanis club or your, you know, grandmother's nursing home and do this hour long presentation on, science and physics and just kind of the universe and subatomic and it's crazy and it's amazing it's like a ted talk on steroids i'm happy to do that reach out to me on the website either heathandpursuit.com or heathhollandsby.com oh yeah there was a car you probably heard that one um okay so all that to say i'll come out i'll do the presentation you'll be amazed and say why didn't i do this a long time ago but I don't like promoting my own stuff. And so take what you will with that. But I also need to make a living. So if you want to pay me to come out and, and do some public speaking, I would love to do that. Just reach out to me. You don't even have to go to like managers and booking agencies and all that anymore. Just reach out to me because I'm not that busy these days. Yesterday, here we go. Yesterday, there's a scotch. Yesterday I was sitting and I got a text from a friend of mine named Stephen Proctor. Stephen and I have been friends for 20 years. I've just hit the threshold where I've known him more than I have not known him in my life. In fact, 18 years ago, he was uh, the only non-family member in my wedding, representing the, the groomsmen. I've known Proctor a very, very long time. And he texts me, I'm in Seattle, can we hang out? And I said, of course, anytime you're here, yes. 
And we were sitting outside talking about how interesting it's been that I've known him. And I was introducing him to a neighbor of mine. And they said, I said, I've known Proctor for like 20 years. And they said, oh, that's so amazing. You don't hear friendships like that anymore. And Proctor said, you know, there's, there was a season of five or six years where we didn't really connect that much. And then something kicked us back into orbit and we're friends again. And that's sustainable. And he knows my kids and my kids see him as family. My wife sees him as family. He's stayed at our house. Like he is family. And he's one of those guys, and I'm sure you have these, where you don't talk for a few months. And as soon as you pick up the phone, you haven't skipped a beat. It's almost like there's something bigger that could be put in, that, that could be put in words happening. There's some sort of relational dynamic going on there. Okay, so that's a, that's Proctor's position in my life. And then this morning I woke up, and this was one of the most unexpected surprises I've received in, in years. I woke up to a message on social media from an old friend of mine who I've known for, let me think, longer than Proctor, probably 22, 23, 24 years, something like this. And I haven't talked to this person in years. And the message comes in. And it was just a really kind message of like, hey, I listen to your show. It's really impactful. Now, this person to me, man, where do you start? Um, Have you ever had a friendship in the past where you just need to go back and apologize for who you were at that time? Like, yeah, you're embarrassed of what, of of who you were in that situation or in that period of time that this relationship happened or this friendship happened or whatever it is. This person is that to me. There's so much regret and so much, man, if I had done things differently, I think this person, I would be, who knows? Like, who knows? Like the, the situation could be very, 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 very different. And I didn't even think that this person remembered me. It's one of the, it's, it's like that infrequent, the conversation. And so when I received this message, I was like, oh, must have butt texted or something, whatever, you know, accidentally or spam or somebody hacked your account or something. And the message was essentially like, I'm in, I'm like, I'm into your podcast and it's encouraging me to do some things. And this person lives on the other side of the country for me. And I immediately responded because again, I didn't think this person ever thought of me or even knew, like, honestly, I don't even, I think if you put like, put me on the line, I think I would have said like, I don't think this person even probably remembers who I am yet. I follow this person because this person's really interesting to me and I'm sure the mystery is driving you all crazy. Um, but I, I checked this person's account. I care deeply about this person. Uh, And the time loss has never like, it's more made me grieve than anything. And so it was just this really cool reconnection point. Now, do I know where this goes? No, but I'm really glad that something's been unearthed and it feels like there's a little bit of life back in this friendship and I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, But it's always one of those, yeah, this person one of the ones that you're just like, hmm, I always wonder what could have been. Had I been a decent human, like maybe this person, yeah. Anyway, so two, two different relationships, just for context. And then 
I wanted to tell you about what I do every summer. Because every summer, for the last five, six years, I host what I call a world-famous river tubing trip. And it's not world-famous, but it is one giant party. I invite about 15 to 20 people. All adults, no children in, invited. They're not allowed. If you show up with a child, the child sits in the car for five hours. No, you just get a babysitter. Like this is an adult escape. And I take these adults to a river and we usually go out and we'll have some lunch. And it happens in the summer where it's beautiful and it's warm. And we all go floating in a river together. And we're all responsible adults, kind of. So we wear our life jackets, but we have carabiner clips that are attached to large water bottles that are drained of any type of hydrating liquid like water or Gatorade and instead filled with the most delicious margaritas that you can find on planet earth. And we clip the carabiner onto our life preserver and we float the river for about five hours and we're drinking margarita and we're laughing and it is a blast. Now, each year, it's invite only. Each year, the group changes. Sometimes you'll have people that last two, three, four years and make the cut, and other times they're gone, and some come, and that they weren't as fun as I thought they'd be, and so they don't really get invited because we don't want to ruin the energy of what's happening. But yeah, each year, the group changes, and so does the river. Not in the sense of, like, you know the path, but, like, there's new, uh, there's new people on the river. There's new obstructions. There's new logs that have fallen. There's new... Um, you know, depending on when we're able to go, either the the ice melt has made the river like a lot more fun and rapidly moving. Sometimes you stall out where your butt just keeps hitting the rocks because there's not much water. But um, there's these variables of change that are happening in my river tubing trip. And I wanted to tie that to how friendships and relationships are in life. Because I think this is really important because this is something that has grieved me for a really long time and I've never been able to put words to it. And it's this sense of what do you do with friendships or relationships that come and go? And I think river tubing with friends is a perfect analogy. Now, not like river tubing with friends over the years is an analogy, but river tubing is an analogy for how friendships come and go in your life. So sometimes, so okay, on this river tubing trip, we cook our food, we put it in the car, we put on our life jackets, clip on our margarita, you know, hydro flasks, and we all waddle into the river together. And it's this symbiosis of us helping each other because the water's moving quick and it's freezing. And it's typically, you know, half the bunch is like, oh, this is too cold. I don't want to do this. And the other half's like, let's go. Uh, depending on, you know, how, how strong the margaritas hit you already. But, but it's a team effort to get into the water. And you all jump in at the same spot. But the experience, we, I mean, the miles that we trek through this river over the hours, that allows a lot of different activities to happen as you're floating. Like sometimes you'll stay close with people for a while and then they kind of float forward or sometimes you got to, you know, you want some time on yourself. And so you kind of drag your hands behind you and slow down. Sometimes you speed up to connect with new friends. Sometimes people 
you know, why I'm calling this linking up and letting go. Sometimes people link up to your raft for a few minutes and you just have a conversation and then you get out the sandbar and then you have a conversation with somebody else. And the person that you were just talking to is downstream with somebody else. And that's just how it is. Cause that's how the river leads you. The experience is not being completely linked with the group of friends that you're closest with the entire time down the river. Cause that just doesn't work like that. And neither does friendships in life. And so you have some friends that last you have some you start the tubing trip with and you're pretty much lock sync with them the whole time. But then you have some that don't. You have those that go ahead and some that stay behind and some that paddle over and hang out with some other friends or some that, you know, when you get out of sandbar, go link up with the other group of friends that we've never even met that are out floating the river because they want to do it as well. And so you've got relationships like that. And then you have some friendships that last for a season. You know, they, they clink in and it's a great, meaningful conversation, and you're loving the river tubing, and next thing you know, they're gone. Um, sometimes you hang out with strangers at a waterfall and drink a beer or share a smoke with them, and then you move on. And sometimes you make great friendships and exchange phone numbers that were unexpected. Um, and sometimes you link up with them, and then you don't see them, and then about a mile and a half down the river... They come floating back down and you link up again and you enjoy it while it lasts. But when it's time for them to go or time for you to go, you don't grieve it. You just let the day take its place. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, this next point is pretty powerful. So other friendships just break as you travel. You travel at different speeds. And the people that you get in the river with at the beginning when everything's fun and nice and easy and enjoyable, they don't last to the end. Sometimes their tube pops and they get out and walk the rest of the way. Some, the relationship is constantly changing. Now, there's ways to be even grateful in the dark times of that. I mean, I've worked for some real, ooh, yeah, some real people in my life. Um, not enjoyable experiences. And, and I could chalk that up to them being a certain way and me being in another and it's just being like, they are awful people and I'm, think I'm fine or you know, whatever it might be. But the other way of looking at this is, no, just be grateful that even if they're punks or whatever you want to call them, that there was a time and season that it was necessary for you to float together and there should be some learning there and there should be some gratefulness that like, hey, we're not close anymore, but it was an enjoyable time and I learned some stuff and that was just part of the, the tubing trip. And that could be, you know, coworkers or bosses or, uh, you know, bad neighbors or, you know, the mean neighbor down the street that doesn't pick up after their dog, things like that, where it doesn't have to be a lifelong lasting friendship, but you can be grateful for some sort of learning experience after trekking through life at the same time and space and being in each other's orbit for whatever part of time that is. And so this isn't going to be a super long podcast, but, you know, I wanted to say a few things about this. One, it's not, it's not necessary all the time to be stuck on grieving what was lost, what's gone. Because you might grieve a friendship that's lost, but like I told you earlier, 20 years later, it might just pop back up. Or five years later, it might just pop back up and you just were going through some different things. Life was taking you different directions, but guess what? You clink back up because that's how the universe wanted things to be. So 
if you've got friendships or relationships that are feeling like drifting apart, yeah, it's okay. You don't need to, you don't need to suffocate it because that's definitely not going to help. One of the fastest ways to kill something is to squeeze it too tightly. Don't do that with friendships. Sometimes people reappear in the least expected ways. I've had many, many conversations with people that were close friends for years and we didn't talk. And then all of a sudden it was like, I'm at coffee with another friend and they're like, oh, you know this person. I'm like, yeah, you should reach out. And we talk and then we're best friends for three years. And then we like, the universe is wild. And the wisest thing is just to enjoy the journey. To, to float and put your feet up and kick back and just enjoy who you're with while you have the treasure of being with them because you don't know when it's going to end. You don't know when it's going to end and you don't know if it's ever going to come back. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, one of the fastest ways to kill something is to squeeze it too tightly. And I'm going to say like <clears throat> my religious roots growing up made me think that I always had to maintain relationships at a significant emotional cost to myself. Like friends that were not even putting in half or a quarter or a tenth of the energy that I was to link up or to hang out. or to, And I would just grieve those, like, what could I have done better? What could I have done better? And sometimes you just got to go like, no, I did what I could. And that relationship, it just at this time wasn't meant to be and let them float and you enjoy your float and who knows what happens maybe you'll sink back up maybe you won't maybe you'll just be able to look back and be thankful for the times that you floated next to that person or had a conversation with that person but also don't kill yourself at the at the emotional cost of maintaining friendships that that it's very obvious people are not traveling at the same speed in that river because that will drive you crazy. It has done that for me. The other thing I was going to say, and I'm going to end it with this. So short podcast, because I gave you a really long podcast last time. How do I say this? If you were raised at all with any sort of church baggage or impurity culture of evangelical Christianity, like I was, you've probably seen or heard of, or at least are familiar with this concept of a triangle And at the top of this triangle, God is there. And on the bottom left and bottom right, there's you and your spouse. And the idea was, we're broken people, but as you grow closer to God, both of you, the closer you get by proxy to one another because you're climbing this triangle together. And that was something I was just sold. Like, I mean, it, it made enough sense to go like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's great. I want to grow closer to God because I don't get closer to my spouse. But there's, you start actually like, you know, punching holes in it and it's pretty easy to, to, to rip that analogy apart. And I think that marriage and love is like this too. That it's significantly less about that triangle where you're moving into something. And I think a good companion, a good spouse, a good partner is somebody that you just keep clinking up with, you keep linking up with throughout your life because you just genuinely enjoy being around them. They're people that you want to end the river tubing trip with. And it's 
it's not nearly as linear and, and upward progressing as it might seem like it should be. Because sometimes, I mean, my wife has married a thousand different people since we've been married. I mean, I, my, my views on God have changed. My views on almost everything has completely changed. And sometimes I revert back to those old ways and sometimes I've moved on and sometimes I can't go back to what I used to think. And and so I'm I'm not growing at a linear pace and neither is my wife, but she's growing and developing and it's amazing. And it's not at all like the way I thought it would be, but we're actually still together. Why? Because we keep linking up on this tubing trip. She goes off and does her thing. And then guess what? We link back up and it's beautiful and it's awesome. And we enjoy the ride together and we laugh and we, and it's just fun. And then sometimes I stay back and have conversations with other friends or, you know, whatever that might be. And she goes on ahead and guess what? A few minutes later, we're linked back up. I think it's that, um, that magnetic linking that is actually the beauty of a, of a good marriage. I think marriage should look more like that than a triangle where you're both trying to climb your way and grovel up to this God figure at the top that... I just don't know if I buy that anymore. And probably some of you guys listening are like, yeah, you don't buy it. Like, come on, just say that. But I don't know what I'm scared of. So all that to say, I think even in marriage, best friends, you have best friend for 10 years and you stop talking anymore. Do you like grieve and grovel at that? Or do you just go, man, what a beautiful time that I got that 10 years with that person. Yeah. Enjoy that. Look forward to that. And then a marriage. Enjoy linking back up with that person that you enjoy being with and who enjoys you that much too. And that you guys have the emotional stability to go, you can go float with somebody else for a few minutes. This is not like an ad for swingers or anything. Like, I'm, I'm not pushing that. I'm just saying like, have the have the emotional maturity and, and the self-confidence to go, yeah, let them tube, let them have those friendships. And we'll, we'll link back up here in a few minutes because it's magnetic like that. I think that is the beauty of marriage. So my encouragement to you is don't grieve the loss. Be grateful for the times that you had tubing with the people that you get to tube. And keep your head up because when you think it's all gone and you think it's that friendship's lost, that relationship's lost, that communication with that person is lost. You just never, ever know what's going to be around that corner. So enjoy the adventure. Yeah, enjoy the adventure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Heath in Pursuit podcast. We look forward to being back with you next week. For more information on the various works of Heath Hollandsby, please visit heathinpursuit.com.